0: to the latest episode of EG Like Sunday Morning. This week, I am joined by the Titanic tag team that is editor Sam McClary and news editor and future leader Pui Guanman. How are you both this week?
1: Very well, thank you, very well. Feeling joyous being back on a EG Like Sunday Morning with the wonderful Pui. Uh,
0: Yes, and for regular listeners who have uh, followed the saga of Pui's adventure into property ownership, uh, and her occasional pleas for recommendations of tradespeople. We have exciting news, don't we, Pui?
2: <laughs> yes, I finally moved. Hooray!
0: <laughs> so Pui is joining us on EG Like Sunday Morning from a brand new location with with great acoustics.
2: Yes. Yes. And, and tips are, again, welcomed for anywhere I can get a bargain on a sofa or on uh, a, a dish drying rack, which is apparently something that I need. I didn't discover until very recently. Um, just anything, anything, cups, bowls, anything.
0: I did suggest, Sam, oh. that she she should go that she reach out to Heels and say we're considering adding a, an interior section to the magazine if they've got <laughs> anything they'd like to send for review purposes
1: that I think is we've a all done, done the primary course haven't we so um <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes we have uh okay so <laughs> without further ado, let's get on with the the, the proper business. Um, And Sam, uh, this week, uh, we have the results of our fourth annual LGBTQ plus attitudes and actions in real estate survey. And uh, it is hard to believe it's been a whole year since we were discussing the results of the third survey on what was uh, a slightly bleaker than usual episode of EG Light Sunday Morning last year.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. And I think it might be even a little bit more. I think we might have been a bit earlier in the year um, last last year, but we don't. The good have news to...
0: it seems from, from from the the, the general uh, slightly upbeat nature of the introduction was that, that things do seem to have improved a little bit this time, yeah. uh, even if we we still have a very long way to go.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, they have improved, um, not significantly, a little little bit, but it is happier reading than last year's survey, um, and. It, it paints a picture actually of real estate as a welcoming place for um, LGBTq plus people, um, which is good. It's just good And for the first time in its history, we actually asked for asked our survey respondents if they had any if, or if they thought there were uh, exemplars in the industry, mm. people who were doing it really, really well. And just nine percent said no it's the entire industry is, is about to swear rubbish. Um, and 41% said, do you know what? Yes, there are. There are plenty of people who are doing it well. And they provided alongside that of, hu- uh, of what I thought was huge list um, um, of 27 individual firms that people have called out for being really good at LGBTQ inclusion. And there were multiple nominations for for companies as as well and these were big firms uh and a couple of small firms in there and i think you know special kudos to the small small firms because while they might may be more nimble than a lot of the the bigger firms you know it's kind of incumbent upon a big company to you know make sure that it's getting this this right you know they have the they have the wherewithal to do it, and if there is indeed this huge war for talent, then you have you have to be mind, mindful. Um, but it was um, it was really interesting as well to see the spread of names mentioned. You know, it was the consultants, it was the developers, it was the the legal firms. The the legal firms always come up as one of the most inclusive parts of the sector to to work in. Uh, but we saw construction as well which is often one of the least inclusive um parts of the, the sector and um and uh, consultants uh, as well so uh, reasons to be definite reasons to be cheerful and we should shout out some of the the um the firms that were mentioned multiple times so from the agency world that was Jll CBR CBRE and Savills from the um developer world, um, British Land, Land Securities, um, the Crown Estate got mentioned, Shaftesbury, of course, and people um, um several times calling um or highlighting the very wonderful Brian Bickle as being a a um sort of true role model in in the sector and TFT and David Mann as who was um, highlighted as an ambassador. For the for LGBTQ individuals in the in the sector, and we you know we've seen that obviously he co-founded um, Freehold, and Freehold has done such huge huge amounts for the community in in real estate. So a really a really positive survey. Still plenty in there, as you said. Mm. Yes, uh, plenty of work to be to be done. Um, particularly, yeah, you, I think around attitudes.
0: You, you mentioned how. It, it, you know, uh, legal and, and, and consultancy tend to fare quite well in surveys like this, but there are areas uh, where they fare much less well. And it seems like transactions and development uh, still seems to be very difficult areas uh, for LGBTQ plus workers to, to really feel comfortable. Uh,
1: absolutely. And that is that's persistent. It's that's mm. been the way ever since um, year one of doing this, this survey and has such a a huge way, way to go. Um, and, you know, for monith those numbers aren't really shifting mm. that, that much. So there's a, there's a massive amount of work to do within individual parts of the the industry. And, I think, you know, if we, we we obviously do a number of surveys looking at inclusivity, and I think you'd probably find similar results if we were talking about gender, yeah. um, similar results if we were talking about ethnicity. Um, so I think there is a a real sort of maybe this is gonna sound wrong, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Sorry, I do it all the time. I think there's an attitude problem mm. in some of those, um, some of those parts of the industry that Leaders have to work much, much harder to say that attitude is not welcome here. Yeah. Um, so we need to stamp this out now.
0: And another thing that, that there's a wealth of uh, stats that people can, can dig into in the magazine and online, uh, lovely graphs uh, to 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 uh, to dig into and and really sort of pour over. Um, one thing that jumped out to me is also that it seems that there's a there's a difference between how comfortable um, LGBTQ plus people are being out with their colleagues and how comfortable they are with clients. And I imagine, you know, uh, with clients coming from uh, other areas of the world where their attitudes are maybe not not as as good as they are here, I guess that must cause a major difficulty.
1: Yeah, absolutely absolutely and that again is something that has persisted across across the surveys that we've that we've done. And I think you know as much as people are more comfortable being out to their colleagues than they are mm. to clients one of the um upsetting things for me in reading this year's report was that the number one reason that people weren't out um in a professional setting was because they were worried about the reaction of their colleagues or or clients and it's a bit weird to say this but prior to this year that number one reason was because there weren't enough role models Mm. and now there are enough role models which is great but then if that makes your number one reason that you don't you don't feel Mm. safe being around your colleagues because they might react to you in a certain way just because of who you are that to me feels worse. Um, oddly, um, and so there's, I, th- I think this, yeah, this piece around the the attitude of of people and understanding and just being uh, decent human beings <laughs> um, mm. is is something that requires a huge amount of work still.
0: Mm-hmm. But huge do you human. think? Uh, it, I mean, it's fantastic that that we have these exemplars that have been um commended by respondents across even even in some of the areas that are more difficult than others Uh, do you think the way forward is for those companies to continue the work they have been doing and and for others to both learn from them and perhaps like in other areas of business look for ways to innovate and and surpass their rivals
1: yeah absolutely and it's a it's a of call-out that I've made this week in in The Leader, you know, there are notable names missing from that list of 27. Mm. You know, we don't don't need to um, dwell on who they are, but I would ask those people, companies, to dwell on it. And my big ask is for the 27 who are on the list is to, you know, put competition aside for a moment and think about the wider real estate industry and what you can do to help your fellow um, colleagues in the industry, not um, how they can use some of the tools that you've used, and how we can work together to make the whole of the industry more inclusive. It, It doesn't help anyone if a Savills or a JLL or a British Land or a Crown are the best in the best in the business in terms of inclusivity, because that just gives us a couple of pla- couple of places. We need this whole industry to be inclusive, and the competition will will come from the work that you deliver, not the place that you are.
0: And obviously, it's like league tables are, are, are something that are taken very seriously across the industry in all, all kinds of ways. And so maybe this this is like the first step. This, these twenty seven are the are the the top of the LGBTQ plus inclusivity league table, and and other firms will hopefully be inspired to to come out and and get ahead of them.
1: Yeah, I really hope so. You know, this isn't this isn't an opportunity for us to, um, you know, sort of poke and 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 pull people down for what they're not doing this is an opportunity to say look here's how you can learn here are the people you can turn to to ask for ask for help who you can emulate and and you know fight that way to be top of that that leaderboard but let's get everyone on it
0: absolutely yeah i mean
2: go for it sorry i was gonna say just just my my two cents as well you know sam pointed out it's it's great but it's not all doom and gloom. And we know everyone can do more, but it is really great to be celebrating those that are doing well in the space and actually highlighting the examples that um should be followed. And it's so important to keep championing role models too um, at, at the top. So uh yeah, I mean Sam, as you're saying, hopefully firms are taking a look at our data and, you know, making notes and and figuring out how to improve from here on out
1: absolutely and I'll I'll make the offer I always make whenever we do these surveys that if people want me to um come in and talk them through the the whole of the the survey anonymized of course but if they want some real insights into how people feel because there are so many comments that are made alongside the survey that are i find really dif- really difficult to 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 read because I you know I come from a position of privilege re- reading them but they are so useful to read to give you an understanding and there are still too many terrible experiences out there for people that I think if the more of us know about them, the more we can see them and the more we can change them.
0: Absolutely and uh, hopefully even more role models will, will also step forward and and continue uh, leading the way. Um, and we, uh, we should turn to, to some of the news of the week. Um, one of the major talking points this week uh, is the, the the plan to force landlords to rent out vacant shops. Um, so how is this going to work, or perhaps not work, uh, and, and what has the reaction been?
2: Well, um, yeah, as you say, it's been kind of an interesting week where a few things happen that could uh, you know, re rewrite the rule book for, for the sector. And there was a really palpable sense of disappointment and even disbelief from, you know, industry leaders at this, at the notion of, uh, of, you know, having these rules being brought in Um you know, not least because there are loads of legal implications and nuances behind empty properties to work through. I mean, shops might stay empty for up to a year during negotiations with uh, potential tenants, um, or it could be empty because it doesn't meet uh, the, the minimum for environmental standards, or because the developer's just waiting for the right opportunity to um, redevelop it into something that's really going to make a place. Um among loads of other um, potential factors. Um, But, you know, mostly there is an overwhelming sense, I think, of, of, oh, here we go again. Commercial real estate is an easy target um, for for the government. And with local authority elections coming up soon as well, there could be an element of um, political uh, thinking at play too. Um, But James uh, Rayner, who is Grosvenor's CEO, was among the people we spoke to about it. And he asks, you know, why commercial real estate? We we have a housing crisis. Why not get people to lease out their empty second homes to, to those who need it? And, you know, we're in a cost of living crisis. Why not get utility companies to lower their energy costs? Um, and so he describes that as commercial real estate as having an odd place in government's eye at the moment, which I thought was a really nice way of putting it um and you know we've had more commentators as well like um Jonathan Demello who um pointed out that while it seemed like a, a you know a good idea in principle for for retailers um the better resourced Um, undesirable retail like vaping or betting shops, um, addiction retail is what he calls it, they're better positioned to outbid independents and small businesses on locations and if they move next door to you know a big chain like a Next or a Boots you know are those big chains going to want to stay or maybe they'll be looking at who's their new next door neighbour and think actually maybe we don't really want to be here and that will lead to more vacancies and then a spiral of decline that doesn't end (laughs) so there's a lot of like a lot of potential consequences to to take in here and you know importantly it could give the impression that landlords are just uh, landlords of empty shops are mostly absent and happy to leave premises empty and we all know that's obviously not the case at all I mean just look at Landsec this week it set out um, its new flexible retailing strategy, you know, it wants to improve accessibility um, for retailers of all sizes um, to, to bricks and mortar. And this includes lease terms that start from just a day. Um, so obviously it's a different situation for individual property owners, um, you know, on a smaller scale. But on the whole, it's a nice example of, you know, a big landlord that's innovating. Um, you know, we've got Capco, Crown Estate, Grosvenor, all innovating on this front um, as well. But I guess fundamentally, that's what industry the, the industry has reacted and is saying, you know, let the market evolve, let it innovate and do its thing. Don't, don't take the antagonistic route. Um, and sorry, I'm, I am rambling, but there's there's a lot to say there's
0: about to it. I just feel
1: like we've only just scratched the surface. W- it's, what it's I lud-
0: want to know is, sorry, oh, Jess. sorry
1: I'm just going to say it's ludicrous, isn't it, that the government would think that property own- owners want to sit on empty property because it's not like it's not just sat there <laughs> not doing anything for them. It's not only not making them money, but it's actually costing them money. sat there, yeah. so it's, you know it's it's yet another example, isn't it, of the Complete misunderstanding of how commercial real estate works that the government seems to seems to have.
2: Absolutely, and that's what um, Melanie Leach from the BPF was saying as well. She was saying for those absentee landlords, you know, they've got CPOs. We've got the CPO system that's in place to, to tackle that situation. So. Uh, you know, if anything, this is the, uh, she she calls it, um, she she calls it, among many other descriptions for this um, particular uh, white paper, um, half-baked
1: um, and ill-thought-out for for those precise reasons. Someone was smoking the weed, weren't they, when they came up with it? Yeah, I think <laughs> Not so. Not saying that was Michael Gove. <laughs> uh,
0: what I want to know is, uh, with Landsex one-day lease, does it come with a rent review at lunchtime? That is, uh, <laughs> that's the burning issue. <laughs> uh, Break
2: option at tea time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> absolutely
1: <Tea> break option <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> very good okay uh time for the quiz uh so uh Pui would you like to go first or second
2: oh um I'll go second
0: you'll go second okay Sam you are first up are I'm you ready
1: even more ill-prepared than usual but okay
0: <laughs> okay question one which body is scaling up its mentoring program uh, from 60 last year to 100 this year 60 pairs last year I believe to 100 pairs this year
1: I have no idea and this is the kind of thing I should know
0: uh we may be Uh, mouthing the answer
1: no she wasn't (laughs) (laughs) it was it was well we've already mentioned the very wonderful Melanie Leach so it's clearly the BPF
0: It is indeed BPF Future's Launchpad mentoring programme will run annually uh, after its successful pilot scheme last year. Applications open in the summer. Okay, Pui, you'll get no help from Sam, I guarantee it.
1: Uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) Real
0: estate developers in the City of London are to face new guidelines to prevent what in high rise buildings?
2: Um, It's uh, suicides.
0: It is. Uh, these commendable measures include restricting access to particular sites or parts of buildings, installing barriers and safety nets and encouraging developers to clearly signpost available help uh, through steps such as a free emergency telephones and providing a, a calm and safe place, which is staffed uh, to take distressed individuals.
1: Um, uh, kudos to the city there, because it's a really difficult topic to, mm. to talk about and debate. So well done to them for having an uncomfortable conversation. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Sam, this is the missing words question. Brilliant. Can you fill in the blank in the headline? Refining the blank of mixed use in Oxford. I need the blank. Refining the blank of
1: mixed use in Oxford. No. Oil. Uh, refined oil. Uh, Pui, would you have got the answer to this one?
2: Um, It's science.
0: It is science. It is science. Oh, of course it is. It's the latest on the 200 million pound revamp at Oxford's Clarendon Centre, which uh, will include research laboratories. Oh,
1: wonderful story from Tim that I definitely did read. <laughs> Sorry, Tim.
0: As you do with all, you just don't look at the headlines. That's,
2: that's well, perfectly I would reasonable. say I will claim credit for the online headline, which was getting mixed use down to a science. In ah, so very that's good. the one that's the one that Sam read. Yeah, yeah that correct. makes
1: sense. Really? <laughs> nice to me today. What do you want?
0: <laughs> uh Pui, your second question to take the lead. Um TCS says blank Kensington. Hello, Bishopsgate. Um, please <laughs> okay. do. Please do keep it clean.
2: <laughs> I do. I do love this headline and I can't take credit for this one, but it's um, tata.
0: It is. Is this more fine work from uh, Alex Daniel in the headline?
1: Actually, I don't know. I don't know. I think it, it was... I think it was our managing editor, the very talented Mr. Stuart Nissen.
0: Excellent. Excellent work, Stuart. Uh, this is the news that Tatar Consultancy Services is looking to leave the West End for a new base, the ever popular 22 Bishopsgate. Okay, 2, one, two three, now the diary round. Uh, oh. Sam, yeah. speaking of 22 Bishopsgate and turning to the diary page, what four items can you take to 22 Bishopsgate's Market Food Hall and for just one pound, receive a delicious treat a day later?
1: I don't know <laughs> a four items. I'm just going yeah they're, they're
0: the same I- they are the same item so four of one item four of one mm. particular thing you can take.
1: You can take um a plastic water bottle um, that you've reused.
0: It, it's a good idea and, and uh, hopefully brilliant. they'll They'll, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll be working on that next uh, if they're listening. Uh, but Pui, would you have known what to take to just across the road to 22 Bishop's Gate?
2: So I, I know this answer because Tim was very excited about this. <laughs> it's I think it's very ripe bananas. Uh, it a, is, it yeah. is, right?
0: Yeah, you're browning bananas and they will turn them into banana bread for just a pound. Sam, uh, clearly not following Tim on Twitter uh, at the same time as not reading his stories. I
1: only read <laughs> his hip hop
0: tweets <laughs> <laughs> me too uh so pweet.
1: i've been very busy writing the lgbtq <laughs> survey. Have. it is, it is <laughs> very, very thorough
0: very thorough uh please do read it everybody Pui for a for a dominating 3-1 win uh, what word extensively used in every issue of eg was challenged by google docs in an american journalist article this week as not inclusive enough
2: oh uh, wait, so, sorry, it's a word that's used by EG a lot, did you say? It
0: right? absolutely is.
2: That's not inclusive.
0: Yeah, we've used Definitely. it today, I, um, I, I, I'm i almost certain.
2: I feel like the word landlord isn't very inclusive. Oh,
0: she's is, delivered, a, she's delivered actually... an EG LSM quiz masterclass. It's ah. 3-1. It is indeed. Uh, cool. the, uh, Google Docs suggested... Uh, alternatives, including landowner or proprietor, uh, and, and Diary has, has, called, has sent the call out to, to our readers to suggest other alternatives uh, that they can tweet into us. I, I just I, I think we should just change the last letter and, and have it be landlords. I think landlords land would be a nice. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: less and aggressive, then, isn't it? Yeah,
0: and it's easier easier to to make the change on. Uh, so yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah if if people go back and either listen to or read our um interview/podcast with um James Rayner, again they'll um um see that we put the word landlord into the property room 10101 mm-hmm. because it, I mean it has to go doesn't it Land, mm. landlord and tenant should not yep. e- not exist so um James is very much about par- partnerships um and I think there's there's a a feeling throughout the industry that landlord does not really work in in current the current climate the nor should it but landlords might
0: landlords i'll tell you if it started here it'll take off
1: Well, landlords uh, turn the d upside down
0: oh there you ooh. go either twist it around or turn it upside down <laughs> perfect uh, and so there we go uh, bringing everything all back to, to d and i at the end uh, whoever says EGLSN is just thrown together every week. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So thanks to you both. Uh, I look forward to seeing you next time you rock up on EGLSN and to everyone else out there who is just just tuning in to hear Sam sing. You have been listening to EG Like Sunday Morning.
1: Should I do it? Absolutely. Absolutely. EG Like Sunday Morning. Brilliant. We've got a lighter (laughs)
0: out. A imaginary lighter, perfect.